Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, it was a good day for cryptocurrency for that industry on Capitol Hill recently. A bipartisan Senate bill. That would make regulation a little more friendly uh, in that direction. So what exactly would that mean for people who are holding or people who are trading crypto? James Chernofsky is a senior policy analyst at Americans for Prosperity, where he studies technology and innovation. Uh, James, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So let's dive into this. So uh, bipartisan bill in the Senate. Uh, what actually would that do? And uh, let's start with that. And then we'll dive into how it will actually impact those holding and trading. Yeah, this is a this is a massive bill. It was a 70-page bill that uh, Senators Lummis and Gillibrand uh, dropped. It is bipartisan, as you noted, because they're uh, from different parties. But basically, what this what this legislation aims to do is try to set up some of those uh, guardrails and basic rules of the road that would govern how cryptocurrencies and digital assets would look in the United States uh, over the long haul. Uh, one of the primary things that uh, this bill accomplished ahead of them, and I think in the industry more excited, was that rather than having the authority to regulate cryptocurrencies being underneath the Securities and Exchange Commission, it was designated mostly to the uh, CFTC, which is the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission. So that is actually a pretty big win uh, from the industry side because the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, Gary Gensler, has not been only fond towards the cryptocurrency industry at all. So he's been very aggressive in going after them. And to see that some of the first big legislation addressing this topic being uh, taking away that authority from the SEC is a pretty big win uh, for that industry. And it's, it's a good step in the right direction. So this bill still has a long way to go, but it is a good way of starting the conversation for how the United States is going to be thinking about cryptocurrency looking forward. Yeah, and I did think it was uh, significant that this first piece, this bipartisan piece of legislation, as you mentioned, it's got a ways to go to to get through all the hurdles there for sure. But the fact that they're moving it out of just that broad brush from the SEC and and driving it a little deeper into that commodity space, uh, as you mentioned, I think the industry was happy about that. Why is that a good thing for the industry as a whole? Yeah, I think it's it's better for the industry as a whole to be treating cryptocurrency as a, as a commodity versus a security. Uh, because of some of the regulations that surround the governance of a security versus a commodity. So that's usually the biggest reason why we've seen a little bit more excitement about that, because with the securities, there's uh, extra regulations that these companies are abiding by, whereas if it's 
uh, viewed as a commodity, then that's not necessarily the case. And that's, that is something that I think in general is more appropriate because the use cases for crypto, while, yes, there are people who might treat them as securities, uh, the, the intention behind a lot of them, whether it's Bitcoin or whatever, is to serve as a medium of exchange uh, for people to you know, transact in non-dollars. So it's more of a commodity uh, in that sense than, than being viewed as an investment vehicle. So I think that there's a lot of positive things that come out of having this shift in philosophy, if you will. Again, the biggest problem is that the SEC under Chairman Gensler has just been so aggressive with pursuing these companies and threatening them with litigation and regulation and trying to broadly define everything as a security. And we, we kind of have a general feeling that that's just not right. So this bill, I think, is trying to course correct for that for that myth, Hugh, from yeah. Uh, Chairman Gensler. Yeah, and so what does this actually mean for uh, for the consumer side of, of all of this, those who are either holding or trading in, in cryptocurrency? How is it going to impact them? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So at the end of the day, uh, it's not going to have too much of an impact. It depends as to how exactly you're going to be utilizing the cryptocurrency. Like if we were exchanging cryptocurrency, it's not going to trigger any particular problem if I gave it to you at one value and then you go to transfer it to cash and it's at a different value, uh, like that kind of stuff, you're not going to be paying capital gains on. Uh, you know, it's going to be flagged if it's uh, over $600, which is something that's a separate conversation as to whether that's right or not. Uh, but like that's, that's an example of like how it would be a little bit different. Um, it could be something that we would see become more commercialized because it allows for banks to be able to go and work in this space a little bit more cleanly, uh, which is kind of helpful, I think, in terms of getting broader adoption from consumers and seeing cryptocurrencies and stable coins becoming more of a, a staple uh, as a part of the consumer goods market is something that we can go and see as a result of that. So really what's doing is I think ultimately it's trying to set up the institutions that, that be so that way consumers can have access to more goods and services uh, through a new kind of mechanism that they otherwise did not have access to or currently don't have access to because of the way the, the law is written right now. Yeah. And so as we uh, look at that, what uh, what is the path forward? What are you going to be watching as this uh, works its way through the Senate? Yeah. So it's, it's like I said, it's a conversation starter. So, you know, there's going to be plenty of people reaching out, uh, I imagine, from either side of the equation that are going to have concerns or want to see tweaks and improvements. So uh, eventually... I imagine that that's more or less where we're at right now is that we'll have a lot of people wanting to reach out and have conversations about how this legislation can be improved because it's not perfect. It's far from perfect, uh, even in my view. But I think that it's a good step in the right direction. And I think and I applaud Senator Lummis and Senator Gillibrand for doing that. But right now it's more about just trying to tweak it and fine tune it and then maybe see if we can bring it to a committee for a hearing and exploring the topic further, because one of the biggest problems in cryptocurrency in general is that there's a general lack of education of what these things are, what they can and cannot do, what are some of the myths when it comes to some of the common charges that are levied against it. Uh, So I think that there's a lot of learning that has to get done. And as that learning takes place, then it makes it a lot easier for us to have a more serious conversation about what what the ultimate legislation should look like. Uh, great insight, uh, James Chernofsky, Senior Policy Analyst at Americas for Prosperity, uh, where he studies technology and innovation. And uh, James, I always appreciate your perspective. And this is one of those where 
Yeah, you got to have the right framework, the right structure and disciplines are, are really important without becoming overburdensome. Uh, and of course, making sure we've got some good transparency and accountability, uh, I think is the, the real key to all of that in the end. James, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Again, that's James Shernofsky from the Americans for Prosperity. Uh, and it's an important conversation as more people are holding on to cryptocurrency or trading in cryptocurrency. Uh, you look at the re- regulatory scheme and how that works, how that protects consumers in the end, uh, what is right and proper, what is overburdensome. Uh, it's a good debate. And uh, as uh, James mentioned, uh, having uh, Senator Loomis and Senator Gillibrand bring this uh, forward as a bipartisan bill is a fantastic conversation starter. And I hope it will get to committee quickly. I hope they'll get it to the floor so they can debate it and amend it uh, and then have real votes on it uh, because it's something that is becoming so vital uh, and such an integral part of of so much of what is happening uh, as it relates to the economy that uh, the cryptocurrency, we've got to have some of the right pieces in place without killing it uh, by over-regulating it or having it be regulated in a space uh, that might be hostile to its very existence. So I think there's some good news coming out of that and some good debates yet to come that we'll continue to track here on KSL News Radio. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Representative John Curtis is going to join us. A lot on the table in Washington, D.C., much of it surrounding guns, Second Amendment, violence, mental health. We'll talk about it all coming up next. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.